Welcome to the Understanding Projects podcast. This is Dave Barrett. My discussion today is with Haley Press. Haley has extensive experience in the field of public relations, including event management, partner relationships, fundraising, community engagement, and volunteer coordination. She is also a graduate of Conestoga's Public Relations Program. Our discussion centers on a specific type of project, events and event management. We talk about a number of aspects of events, including how they differ from a typical project, the characteristics of successful event managers, virtual events, and managing event teams. Here is my discussion with Haley Press. Thank you for having me. It's uh, a little strange to be on this end. I'm nervous, but it's going to be good. <laughs> yes, this is this is actually a big, um, you know, a couple of firsts that that we have in this in this uh, in this episode is is one is that you are the first uh, PR grad uh, to be on the program. So that's 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 uh, really good. Represent. And yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and. You are the first fellow podcaster to that I've that I've talked to that I know of. You know, I've nice. made, maybe some of the others had had ones that I didn't know of, but you are the the host of the Reveler, which is a, a, a podcast that you've been you've been doing. So I encourage anyone to to search you on uh, on their favorite podcast catcher and 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 check check out your uh, your stuff. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like you say, it's the, the first time on that side mm-hmm. of, of the of the mic. So, uh, anyways, our our talk today is sort of centered around kind of a special type of project. I mean, the theme of the theme of this series of, of of my my podcast in general is project management, projects, understanding projects in the real world, and a special type of project is is an event. Like it's it's a yeah. it's it's a unique type. It is still technically a, a project, but it has its own sort of um, characteristics, you know. And you've been, you know, uh, an event planner and and manager, I think, in in many different contexts, which is which is yeah. why I'm anxious to talk to you about it. Full tra- for full transparency and disclosure. I've have not myself managed an event of any consequence. So while I have lots of project management experience, um, not so much as an, as an event planner and manager. So, so this will be more, I'm more exploring and, and, and it'll be great to see what your, your thoughts on, on it. Um, just one thing as I'm thinking about the differences, um, like projects in general, you know, your typical sort of stock project has something at the end that sort of lives on, you know, whether it's a, if you're building a house, there's at the end of the, the, the building project, there's a house. Yeah. Uh, if you have an IT project where you're creating a new system at the end of it, there's a system that runs and, and is maintained and so on. Um, with events, I don't think that's the case. Like at the, at the end of the event, it's done. It's, it's over and it disappears. Like if you're organizing a concert, the concert is done, you know, the, the, the band goes away, the, the trucks, you know, move all the equipment away. And the only thing left is a little bit of cleanup by the, the cleaners and that's it. The only thing that remains yeah. is memories, you know, and, but I, but I think that creates a, a unique um, challenge for event planners and that's sort of different. So w- with all that, what do you think, is that, would you say that's true or? or 
absolutely I think even as you were like kind of getting into like projects versus events like that was my first thought is it's events are very much uh all this work this build up you have this high of a night kind of thing uh and then that's that's it for lack of a uh, better word I will say in some cases like there's those tangible results from events so for example uh, I have a history in fund development and so there your your result of the event is like those fundraising um dollars that you were able to raise and it goes into programs but it's still the event itself once it's done it's done and it's super strange to put sometimes months into planning one single event for it literally just to be done by midnight <laughs> right right and and that is a good point i mean the definition of a project a project is that it creates a unique product service or result and, and you're mm -hmm. absolutely right there is a a result you know and, and you mentioned fundraising which i know you've had some fundraising experience that you've, you've you've done that and that is that is true one of the results of fundraising is hopefully funds which yeah. then which then you live on <laughs> you you hope <laughs> you hope you have a plus uh but those funds then move on and and finance things and so on which is the result of the the the, the fundraising you know even you know even you could say i guess you know other other events like a, like for example, I use the the example of a concert that also creates funds, you know, for mm -hmm. the for the Very band. True. And the, yes, and 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 it creates experience for the for the attendees and so on. But 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 yeah, that that sort of build up to one, like the it, it doesn't mean everything happens. Like the all all the things created aren't on that one day because there are promotions and mm -hmm. there are communications. There's all kinds of deliverables that are happening. I think leading up i don't know if it's 80 percent or sort of 90 but there's some gigantic um stuff that all happens on that day yeah time yeah i would agree and it's uh i personally love it it keeps me on my toes and and keeps things exciting for me and it's nice too because as much as as much as yes like it's that end event and then you kind of move on you do also take away everything that you've learned from that event to other events too so if you're putting on one concert uh you can still use everything that you learned from that at least into the next as well um and even into events that aren't concert related as well so it's it's uh for me, I just love the creative aspect of it of, and being able to jump into new and different things. Um, but it is very much a buildup. This high of a night, like my favorite thing about events is uh, A, the event itself and the troubleshooting, the quick thinking that comes with it. Like event day is my jam, put me there and I am, I'm ready for anything. Uh, but then also the end of the night is so satisfying to like sit and suddenly this empty, usually messy venue, everybody's left, you sit down for the first time all night, and it's just like, we just did that. And to me, that is one of my favorite feelings. Right. And, and that's, that's, you know, um, that that's the kind of thing that you probably when you've done an event, especially a successful one, that's something then you, that, that'll almost motivate you for like that craving for that feeling. Yeah. To, to be able to be at that event, you know, like you say, everybody's gone, you know, the, the, the lights are kind of turned down, but you can kind of sit down with the other people there and kind of go, wow, we did something great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that must be an awesome feeling. You definitely chase it. And it's funny too, even when I'm at events as an attendee, like I feel like I can appreciate how much goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Uh, so that's kind of a cool perspective as well to come from sometimes. Yeah, that's well, and, and that's it. That's, you know, that's something I think for, you know, to watch for, for anyone watching this to, when you are at your next event, look around and say, you know, those signs that are on the wall that are directing you, they didn't get there by accident. Somebody yeah. thought of that. You know, very intentional and it's like in relation to health code and like fire safety and whatever else might be involved but it's all very intentional the way things are done and even uh where a booth is put um it might be so that on your way out you buy those things it's all strategic <laughs> right it's all it, it's thought through it's it's like your um, and, and tell me if you do that, it's, it's almost like I, I, I would think to be a, to be a great event planner, you'd need to play it through in your mind, like ahead of time, you'd have to visualize and almost, you know, um, you know, uh, kind of, you know, how they, I, I don't know if they, when they say great golfers, they, before they take the shot, they visualize the yeah. ball, you know, going and landing on the green and so on. And, and I wonder if it's the same thing on events is that you actually play it through in your mind. A hundred percent. The event happens once, let's say if it's a one-time event or however many times in a span, but I easily go through that event and experience that event at least 10 times, but I would say way more than that too, depending on how long you're planning it for. Um, And then too, you're also, when you're planning it, you're kind of doing a critical path and working backwards as well and figuring out what you need to do. You're going through those event plans and making those and then also running through those event plans with who's working your event. So you are going through multiple, multiple times. Yes. Right. Do you do, and this is a specific question, but it just comes to mind when we say working it through is, is do you do any kind of dry run? Like, do you do it? Like, you know how you do a dress rehearsal when you're, yep. you're doing a play, you do dress rehearsal rehearsals. Is there a, is there a, a, an equivalent thing for events that you actually, you know, go to there, you know, and walk around the venue and, and, and dry run it? I would say it depends on the size of event. Uh, but if you're working, especially with like an external venue and it's a larger scale event, absolutely. You're, uh, meeting with the venue themselves and likely other parties as well, including things like bylaw, et cetera, to make sure you're, uh, following all regulations that are there and putting out your ideas that you have questions about or ensure. So you're meeting at the venue way before to see if it'll work out. Sometimes you're going to multiple venues, trying to find one that will work with, for what you're looking for. Um, and then two, uh, the physical aspect, again, depending on the size of the event, you're likely doing a walkthrough with your team, your volunteers, at least once before the event. Uh, sometimes it's an hour or two before doors open and you're going through everything, the training, sometimes you're training and doing the walkthrough a day or two before. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, so question, what type of a person would make like what to to be a what are the key attributes you think to be both successful in or uh, want to be an event planner because I don't think it's for everyone like I'm not sure this 
enormous pressure is for every single personality. So what are the, what do you would say the personality traits or the, the needed to, to excel? I would say the number one thing is adaptability. You will have this event plan done down to a T. You have thought of every single scenario that could go on and what your response is to it. But I guarantee you something will go wrong and you have to be able to A, be okay with that and not panic under under the pressure uh, and B, just accept it and figure out a solution. You have to be quick thinking. You have to be adaptable uh, because I promise you something will go not according to plan. Uh, And also I would say you have to, I don't want to say confidence. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but you have to be willing and able to speak up because if you, uh, if it comes to safety, you need to be able to tell people like you can't do that. Um, if something isn't going according to the plan that you set out again, everything is strategic. So you have to be able to, I think as well, communicate that efficiently and, and not be afraid to speak up in those, uh, circumstances either. Right. Right. When you said about you know, kind of the things you got to be adaptable, I think you said, and and things are going to go wrong. That reminded me of, of something, uh, uh, an event from, from uh, one of my classes from years ago. So just for a little background, some of my classes, I have the students perform live events, even though I'm, I'm not teaching event planning, it's an excellent way to demonstrate project management tools and events are something that, um, you know, uh, people are familiar with the concept of an event. So it's a great way to, to, to have a live, you know, project that, that is an event. It was a, it was a fundraiser event and, and so on. Um, and so one of the things that I talk about in class is the very thing you're talking about, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. Yeah. You can have a plan, think of, think of contingencies, think about how you can mitigate risk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But some things are going to happen that you just don't anticipate. Like you've mm-hmm. you got to be flexible, which is what, what you're saying. And I still remember this one event. It was an awesome event. The student team put on. It was a, it was a fashion show. Like it was a big deal that what they were doing. I remember talking to them and saying like, are you sure you, you you're going to take this on? Like there's a lot of work. That's a lot of coordinating different a people too. So of, good for them. <laughs> good for them. This was, this was a number of years ago and they had many models and they had a stage and they had a music and the moving parts were incredible for, you know, and remember it's, it's just one course of six that they're taking. And so it's, it's a gigantic amount of work. But I still remember that was like the lead person on the prop on the on the group, like sort of the sort of the she was the lead. And I still remember and, and I try to go to the events and just and just be there to support the student team. So I was there just sort of watching and trying to stay out of the way. And I remember that something fell off the table or something. There was some spill and there was Coke, you know, Coca-Cola or something on the floor. And I remember she kind of, you know, was fixing it and she looked and, and her eyes sort of met and I hit and, and she had this look of, oh yeah, okay, I know. Yes, you, you what you said was was true. <laughs> like, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. That, that this was like the perfect example of, regardless, they were fantastically planned. Yeah. But somebody knocked something off the table and then there was crash on the floor and she had to react to it right away no rehearsal, no, like you just have to, to move. You have to go quick mm-hmm. and just fix it right away. So yeah, 
you know, that adaptability, you can't go running away going, I can't deal with this. Right? No. And like choose your battles to some yeah. extent too. Like sometimes you just, uh, if a, if a sign falls down and it's not affecting again, like safety or, uh, right. a speaker's up there, then like, let the speaker finish and then go up kind of thing. Like right. be strategic about how you're solving the problem as well. Um, and it's also, as much as I say, like be open to adapting and all that stuff, it's also okay to ask for help. Like you have a team for a reason, typically anyways, like you're not often running a full event yourself. If you don't have an answer, like talk to your team and figure it out as a team as well. Um, as, as much as I emphasize that something will always go wrong, like I don't want that to scare people either because that is one of my favorite parts about it is the troubleshooting and just like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. It reminds me of what I'm capable of too. And that when we are in situations where we just have to figure it out, we often do. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and I, I've, I've often like described it, and this is true of both projects and events. Um, there's, there's almost like you need two, two, two sides to your, to, to yourself. You need, you need mm-hmm. a, a sort of a split personality on this, which is one is the thoughtful, reflective planner. Who's, who's like, you said, like stepping through the steps and is thinking about everything. And it's got this master plan in place. So very reflective, very analytical. And then on the other hand, you have the fire, you know, the, the, the firefighter who yeah. is going to put out any fire you know, yeah. appropriately, you know, to the situation will roll up their sleeves and just, and just like, okay, another problem, got it. Another problem. Mm-hmm. And having that contained in a single person uh, is, is what makes like awesome uh, project managers and event managers. Absolutely. And it's not like I, I think it does take a certain person, but you also get better and more comfortable with it, the more you do it too. So like if anybody's thinking of doing event planning, don't let your first event and like the failures that happen in it steer you elsewhere because you will you will get better at it. No, I no, have. It, exactly, <laughs> that's true of everything. That's true of that's true of projects I've done in the in the past. Even my you know from a teaching point of view, some of my early classes were awful. Like mm-hmm. I think back to them, like ooh, you know, yeah, that, that wasn't very good. But then you learn from it and you go, well, I won't do that again, yep. you know, or I'll, I'll change it a little bit and see what happens, you know, and, and, and that's the same if, if, but yeah, don't be put off by a few missteps. No. You know? And this year is a prime example too, uh, with everything COVID related, we aren't doing in-person events, uh, with the event industry I'm in, I'm very honestly to be fully transparent, very lucky to have a job right now as well, just because with everything, a lot of the event industry got laid off. Like there just wasn't things happening. Uh, So I'm very grateful, uh, but it's also been very challenging in the sense of we're now doing virtual events. I am not a computer person. We had to figure out how to do a lot of new things. Um, But I think part of the beauty that came with it too. And even in a live setting is sometimes it's okay too to just put your event on hold for a super quick second and say, Hey, we're just having tech difficult tech difficulties. We'll be with you in two seconds. 
some people might disagree with that and say like, no, you want that kind of Wizard of Oz curtain. No one should know what's going on behind the scenes. I personally disagree. I feel like people know that things are bound to happen. As long as they know you're working on them, it's all about that communication as well. Instead of leaving them hanging, it's just, we'll be with you guys very shortly. This is what's going on. Um, and this year has been a big example of that with virtual virtual uh, events. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and again, I, I think that's a testament to the flexibility of mm-hmm. needed and adaptability. I've been blown away by some of the, and you mentioned creativity as being a key, a key, uh, you know, thing that is, is important in, in events is, is, is creative, being creative and, and kind of thinking about, okay, now we have this new medium we're in this sort of two-dimensional screen yeah. that we all have to sort of have an event in how do you do that and and some of the things that the challenge is to figure it out it's a puzzle and it's a really hard one yeah but it, but it is solvable there are things you can do that are actually pretty cool yeah you have to find ways ultimately i think the creativity comes in because you want your event to be engaging if you put on an event that isn't engaging what's the point in a sense, like you, there's a reason you're putting on an event. There's often a goal of some sort. So you want your guests to be pulled in, uh, virtually it has been interesting trying to figure out what that is. And we do so many different styles of events virtually that it's kind of been different for all of them. Um, but we've definitely had to get creative. And sometimes it's about the content that you're putting out and making sure that is engaging uh, and that it's information that people actually want to hear and spend their time learning about or listening to. Uh, So as much as it is about what happens during the event, it's also about thinking before you even start planning the event, all the pieces that you want within it as well. Right. Right. And, and I take your point, too, about the, the technical difficulties. They, it, it has stretched us all. Yeah. You know, I don't want to jinx what is happening right now. But at any moment, you and I could freeze on the screen. Yes. You know, because one of our Wi-Fi's goes, goes wonky. And, and we have to adapt. We have yeah. to kind of go, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just stop here mm-hmm. and then try to reconnect and then try to continue. Um, I had one uh, of my... my uh, podcast that I did with with one one fellow where it just it died after about you know 25 minutes it would just it just died we, we yeah. couldn't connect back and so it just ended you know I just put a little recording at the end and said well at this point <laughs> the wi-fi dropped goodbye yeah <laughs> and we adapt you you figure and, and I think if you can do that uh you know especially in this trying time people are understanding like mm-hmm. you know, if you if you show that you're doing you know that that you're you're trying your best and, and that things are well organized but if but if unavoidable things happen and if you react well to it and 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 you know yeah and again i think communicate that yes and people are much more understanding uh something too that i think is always nice when and where you can especially if something goes like wrong that the, it affects the guest experience let's say is when and where you can do something to show your appreciation for them as well uh, so an example i can think of is recently i was doing a virtual event we stream to a um, an online platform i'll try to explain this in in as simple as i can basically 
we record and host our events on Zoom, but how our guests attend them is from the Zoom call, we bring it through a system called OBS, uh, and then that streams to an online platform. We use Twitch, um, which is basically like a live YouTube kind of website. Uh, a lot of gamers use it. Great. So that's how we do it. The speaker who we had, their Wi-Fi connection just was not connecting, wasn't doing great at all. So we had to make that we were probably five, 10 minutes into the event. Uh, our guests thankfully were wonderful. And I just kind of jumped on like interrupted essentially, but sometimes you do that just to gain back control of the event. Um, and said, Hey, like, look, we're having those tech difficulties. Let us figure this out on the back end. We'll be with you guys very shortly. Because I communicated that our guests were so great that in like the chat function where they were viewing slash attending this event, they started being like, well, we're waiting, like, where's everyone tuning in from and creating that event environment and experience themselves, which was wonderful. Right. We then came to the conclusion that uh, because of our guest Wi-Fi, going from the Zoom through to the other program, through to Twitch, was just using too much of their Wi-Fi. And we thought, okay, how can we simplify this? So we put a Zoom link in the chat and we said, everybody come join us. Like, and then they were in that Zoom call with us. It was a little more intimate, which was nice considering the conversation we were having. And guests were so responsive to that. At the end, I then also just did, I had the opportunity to do like a prize draw as a thank you. Like, I want to thank you guys for sticking with us and coming into the Zoom call after. Like, we really appreciate that too. Events would be nothing without your guests. So when and where you can appreciate them as well. Right. No, that's, that's, that's really good advice. Um, so a question I have is, is just, and, and, you know, this would be from a fairly high level, but let's say tomorrow you were assigned, a, a you know, a big event, like a, like a, whatever it is, a fundraiser, a concert, a, you know, some sort of, of gathering, you know, celebration or something like that. Um, what, like, what are the things that you start to do? Like, if, you know, if you, if you were getting your to-do list out, what, what, what would be the things you'd start to write on your to-do list as, a, as an event planner? For me, I think it's first making sure you're understanding the task at hand, the objectives of the event, et cetera. Um, right now, it would be looking into all the COVID protocols, et cetera, like what you can and cannot do. Even outside of COVID, it would be looking into those bylaws, uh, depending on where you're hosting the event, the safety things as well. Um, and then you're looking at who do you need to contact? Who are you working with inside your organization, outside of your organization? Um, it's making all those calls, often getting quotes. You should, I would say, almost always be getting quotes. Uh, within that, it's you'll start to kind of build those partnerships and you, and you have people that you can go to more or less on the regular, but you should be making sure that you're doing your due diligence in finding the best cost for your company as well, usually. Um, and then it's, I guess would be once you worked out with your vendors, what the plans, like how, what the plans are, who you're working with, it's going through the timeline of mm -hmm. the day. And then that's, you're going through that multiple, multiple times. Uh, all of that, I would typically put into like a critical path as well. So working backwards, uh, just to figure out what needs to be done when. 
Right. Do you use, as I always ask this, just um, sort of an informal survey, when you're creating that schedule, that critical path and so on, do you use any specific software or tool or is it, do you use like a, like a, uh, a whiteboard or Excel or something like that? Like what, what sort of, what sort of platform do you use? I do typically like to physically kind of write it, whether it's a whiteboard, whatever first, just as a run through, but as I start to finalize it, um, and actually put it into a working document that, I, that I'm then kind of sharing with my team. Uh, I'm an Excel junkie, uh, so that's kind of my go-to, but there are a ton of different ways to do it. And I think ultimately it's finding what works for not only you, but your team and the people who will be reading that plan as well. Because the biggest thing with events as well is you need to know that anyone who is involved or not involved, they could take your plan. If you were sick on event day and you could not show up, they should be able to take your event plan and be able to run that event. Right. So making sure that whatever system you're using works for your team as well and is clear. Yeah, I've often said that, that the sign of a, you know, really the sign of a really, really good manager is that you could not be there and the team will still be able to, to go on. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least for a period of time, you know, mm -hmm. that it's, that's it's it not to say you're not <laughs> that you're not doing anything, but yeah. but that you've got the right people in place, communication, everybody knows what their role is, the schedule's there and so on. And that, you know, it's not all dependent upon you just yeah. being there every second of the day. So that's and interesting that like they'll figure it out either way, like have those conversations, but also you have to be okay that it, it might not be how you would have solved it necessarily, but it got done. And that's, what's important. I was out for actually two large events that I really wanted to be a part of, like selfishly in the sense that I was like, I want to see this speaker too. I hurt my back and I could not like walk basically. And it was terrible, but it was so nice to know that I could relax and focus on getting better and my team had it and that was because you meet regularly you're constantly communicating you're making sure that it's it's things even as little as like as little but they're pretty big of your administration and organization if they need to reference a contract and know what's in a rider they know where to find that yeah yeah i mean when you say i, I know what you're saying when you say when it's little but then that, but then it's important. It's, it's, it is the little things are important. Like it's like, yeah. there's, there's nothing bigger than, yeah. than those little things. I think once you re, once you realize that and recognize that and, 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 re, and it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, there's also the big concept, the big idea. And so you need that, you know, you need the overarching sort of strategy, but after that, it becomes those little things. Like if you need the contract because there's some issue going on on event mm -hmm. day. Oh, well, I don't know where. Who, the little things who, are your foundation. Yeah. And without I, that, you got a cool idea, but how are you executing that idea? Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. I did. That's, that's, um, I, I think that's a really key, at least my, my, my vision of, of, of a manager, like, you know, project event or just manager, you know, leader is that you can operate at, you know, 50,000 feet, you can be up there in the clouds looking at the big picture, but then you can like a microscope almost go down to ground level. Like you, yeah. you can, when needed, yeah. go down to micro level. And it's being able to live in those two worlds, which is 
which is difficult. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's challenging, but if you can do it, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. It's actually probably my favorite part. I'm in a position currently where I'm in a supervisor role more and like managing the team who essentially plans and executes the actual events. Uh, and my job is kind of more the administration side, making sure we're uh, meeting our needs and, and that events are being planned, et cetera. But when I get to be down on the playing field with them again, too, like I love that. And that includes things like the dirty work as well. Right. Like Why you not? are scrubbing and cleaning as well. Right. Helping out. And, and I want to be, be clear on what I said. I know is that when I say you, when, when I say that you should go down to that micro level, I don't mean micromanaging your team. Yes. Like I do not mean that. That's where you, you give team accountability. You, 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 you give them, you empower them to make decisions and all those good things, but it's, when you're needed, when they need you, you can go down with them. Like you yeah. said, you can go down and talk to them and problem solve and help move tables around or, you know, scrub something and, and your team will, will really appreciate that if you yeah. do that. But if you kind of are in the front office saying, no, no, I'm, I'm not, I don't get my hands dirty. You go and just execute. That isn't, isn't, I don't think that's as effective. Um, I agree. I agree. What's uh? have you, Every, I mean, every, I think I, I can imagine, and, and actually, I'm, I, this is something that I, I think about whenever I, I mentioned those, the student teams that do fundraisers and so on in some of my classes, um, the biggest fear is often no one's going to show up. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, or, you know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to have a, a 10,000, uh, you know, uh, seat stadium and you get 500 people and it looks silly mm -hmm. um like how do you how do you manage that like what that that must be that that could become an overwhelming fear i think what, what, how do you how do you address that as a in, in events your first call to action in regards to that i think is at the very beginning too again making sure you're putting on an event that is being asked for that is wanted that people will be intrigued by so it's definitely like the research aspect before you're also working with your communications team and making sure that it's being promoted well, but also in the right places. So I think sometimes when you see an event that your ticket sales just aren't going, you have to kind of ask yourself, okay, well, why is it? Do we need to simplify the ask and like letting people know the details? Sometimes too much um, content, people just, we're in a quick pace world, people scan. So it's about making sure that they're getting the information they need to know what you're asking them to do. The, the insidious part about this is what I perceive. I know my own habits are when somebody's going to, there's a, an, an event, it's, it's, it's coming up. It's, you know, I know it's not going to get sold out. It's not like, and, and so you, you of course procrastinate. Oh, I'll get it next yeah. week. Oh, I'll get it next week. And if everybody does that ticket sales will naturally start really low and then, and then go up exponentially at the closer you get to the event, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> but when you're on the low end of the, sorry, go ahead. That's where I was going to go actually is, is kind of in the same kind of realm is we live in a world of FOMO and fear of missing out that like people don't commit necessarily until they know that they unfortunately don't have anything better to do. Um, and so it can be scary and tight. I think in some cases you need to know when to kind of 
pull the event. Like if, if, if you have that capability to do so, sometimes it is worth it or pushing it, et cetera. Um, but you also sometimes have to have the trust and just, again, kind of problem solving to see if you can advertise it to different markets that might be quicker to jump on. Great. Yeah. And I guess that's where, that's where experience would come. You know, Mm -hmm. like you said, you learn something from everyone. If you, you start to, to, you know, real or or kind of go with, okay, the data last time was that we had 10% of our tickets came, you know, four weeks before. Exactly. Then came one week before and 80% were in the last week. Then you can sort of say, okay, if we've had 10% four weeks before we're on track, like, you know, but if we're only at 2%, that's where you could look at early indicators or saying, uh oh, you know, Mm -hmm. the early metrics are not showing, you know, that we're not getting those early birds that are are there. And if there's no early birds, there might not be any late birds that'll, Mm -hmm. that'll, that'll show up. So, um, so that's often the- too early bird ticket sales are kind of nice if they're like discounted uh, yes. or have a perk to it. Like there's definitely uh, some things you can do to help move those ticket sales a little quicker and get them confirmed as well, which is yeah. can be also a little creative, a creative uh, project in itself. Yes. Yeah. It's a good, it's going to serve a good tactic that can be mm-hmm. done. So, um, so overall, I mean, I, I, I think that's been a, a great talk, Haley. I've been really enjoyed talking about I think event, you know, I've, I've always thought this, but I, even more after talking to you that, you know, event managers are made of a stronger stuff. Like you, 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 you I think you, you guys have, you know, stomachs of like, of, uh, you know, strong stomachs to be able to, to manage your way through this, you know, because it is one, like, I mean, most events are a short period of time. I know there are longer ones that go over, you know, yeah. but I think the norm is kind of, within a day, I, I yeah. think. And, and that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude, I think. And so it's, it's a very, you know, it's, it, it, I think it's a, it's a very sort of, uh, um, you know, challenging profession to do, but rewarding, like you were saying before. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. It is, it is, can be very, um, you're working often like crazy hours on event day as well. And at the end of the day, it can be very tiring too. And because you're, working with things that pop up out of nowhere like it is but it what makes it worth it is the end result and the reward and that kicking off your shoes at the end of the night and being like we just did this yeah no great so anyways well thanks a lot for for uh chatting today and uh and good luck in the future and good luck with your podcast uh, the the reveler well, thank you awesome well thank you very much for having me this was wonderful and uh by all means anyone feel free to reach out if there's any ever event questions i love meeting new people so i'm always uh an open book <laughs> great okay well thanks again awesome thank you